0: Wow. I like that. That was good, good, good. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Amen. 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 Turn with, if you would, this morning to the book of Romans, the first chapter. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. What a great book of the Bible. The great Protestant Reformation that occurred in about 1530 by a man named Martin Luther who read the book of Romans and decided that he didn't need to go to a priest, that he could be justified by faith. He decided he could go to Jesus on his own and ask for forgiveness of sin, and he didn't have to pay a priest to do it. He had 95 problems with the way the Catholic Church at that time did their business, and he wrote those problems out, and then he nailed them on the door of a church there in Germany. And from that moment, October the 30th, I think it was 1530, I think. Could be wrong, might be 1531. But from that day forward, it started the Protestant Reformation, and you're in this house today because Martin Luther read the book of Romans. Romans 1 16 says for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because they because that." Their foolish heart was darkened. (coughs) Jesus. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own heart to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for your precious word, God. Thank you for your precious anointing, Lord. And now I pray for the next few minutes, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit, Father, would quicken my spirit, Father, that I may speak to this congregation, Lord God, as under their hearts and not unto their heads, God. May I simply be a mouthpiece to be used for you, O God, to proclaim the endless glory and power of the Most High God, And I give you praise for it this morning in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Power. 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 We don't tend to tap in to the power of God. WE DON'T TEND TO UNDERSTAND THAT WHENEVER WE PRAY IN FAITH BELIEVING THERE IS POWER THAT'S RELEASED TO ACCOMPLISH THE THINGS THAT WE HAVE PRAYED FOR AND ASKED FOR. GOD IS A GOD OF LOVE. GOD IS A GOD OF MERCY. GOD IS A GOD OF GRACE. GOD IS A GOD OF FORGIVENESS. GOD IS A GOD THAT'S QUICK TO FORGIVE. GOD IS A GOD OF LOVE. HE'S A GOD OF, of, of ever, ALL OF THESE THINGS. BUT HE'S ALSO A GOD OF POWER. This passage starts with, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone that believes. And I want to tell you this morning, first of all, that the power of God is the power for salvation. Now, this morning, this morning, I thought I could preach with this button, but I'm going to have to unbutton it. Not enough air. Where's (laughs) Talisha? This morning I want to let you know that the power of God is a power unto salvation. You, you you saw here in this in this passage how whenever they knew God they chose not to serve God and I want to tell you this morning that God can give you power in order for you to have enough power enough gumption enough ability to be able to come out of your world of sin and come into the power and the, the anointing of God you have enough power in your soul this morning to want to serve God to want to be a part of God if you didn't want to have that spirit and that power working in you this morning you probably wouldn't be in so, I want to tell you this morning, first of all, that the power of God is a power of salvation. It's a power that that you don't have to stay in your sin. You don't have to stay in your situation. You don't have to continue, as the Holy Spirit said this morning, having a, having a spirit of grubbiness, a spirit of, well, I just, I just a, a garment of heaviness, I think it said. You don't have to continue in that. God is a God that can give you power so that you don't have to wear a garment of heaviness, but you can put on a garment of praise He can change your situation, change your world, but I'm going to tell you something. It's all going to depend upon you because God's given you the power to do it, but are you going to embrace that power? Are you going to embrace the anointing that's there for you? This particular group of people, they chose not to embrace the power of God. They chose to to serve the devil. And if you're not embracing the power of God this morning, I'm going to tell you that there's going to come a day when you're going to be serving the devil and think that you're doing the right things. They thought they were doing right. They thought they thought it was just fine and dandy to be chasing after everything in the world. And God gave them over to a reprobate mind because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. And how many people, how many people, how many people are in the world today that were raised in church, knew the power of God, experienced the glory of salvation, even filled with the Holy Spirit, have known God in every way you can know God, and this morning they've walked away from God, and whenever you do that, then what you're telling me is you're telling me the power of God wasn't enough for you so I chose the foolishness of the devil. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Settle down. Because I'm telling you this morning God has enough power to keep you, to hold you, to bring you into his anointing, to bring you into his blessings, to keep you walking on the straight and narrow if you would, to keep you doing that. You don't have to fall away. You don't, YOU DON'T HAVE TO KEEP SERVING EVERYTHING AROUND YOU. NOW, now YOU MAY FALTER. You may, you, may, YOU MAY GO BACK, YOU KNOW, AND MAKE A MISTAKE. YOU MAY FIND THAT SOMETIMES YOUR FLESH IS JUST SO OVERPOWERING THAT SOMETIMES you, you, may, you, may, YOU MAY MAKE A MISTAKE. BUT YOU DON'T HAVE TO STAY IN THE MISTAKE. YOU DON'T HAVE TO STAY THERE. YOU DON'T HAVE TO CONTINUE, YOU KNOW. I, I KNOW A MAN. I'll say it that way. I know a man who, at about 18 years old, he, uh, or I think he was 19, 19 years old, he, uh, him and a, a young lady, they, they made a mistake and she got pregnant. And they didn't really, they, re- were, they really weren't in love, so to speak. They were from different backgrounds and, and different, different everything. Um, it, was just a, it was just a deal. You know what I'm talking about? Am I, am I getting too graphic for you? Okay. So it was just a deal, it was a mistake, but she got pregnant. And and, and instead of, of them making a, a wise decision and and uh, and and and, and co raising the children, co raising this child, they, they decided that they would get married. And and, and they got married and, and they and they tried to raise the child but but her lifestyle and his lifestyle, they, they wouldn't stay together. They wouldn't it wouldn't jive together. And so they got to the point that either she had to come in church and get saved and serve the Lord or he had to not be so involved in it and, 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 and kind of choose to, to live a little bit of her lifestyle. So which do you think he chose? <laughs> he chose to not be so crazy but to serve a little bit of her lifestyle because, see, a, an act of vice tends to make you more vicious and an act of right tends to make you more righteous. So once you start making bad decisions, once you start, I'm not saying their decision to get married was bad, I'm saying their decision to not stay in church was bad. AND ONCE THEY STARTED MAKING THOSE DECISIONS, THEY ENDED UP ON A a DOWNHILL slope. AND EVENTUALLY THIS YOUNG MAN WHO WAS RAISED IN CHURCH, WHO KNEW GOD, WHO'D BEEN BAPTIZED IN THE HOLY SPIRIT, WHO'D BEEN ON THE PLATFORM, WHO'D BEEN USED OF GOD, WHO'D BEEN ANOINTED OF GOD, EVENTUALLY THIS YOUNG MAN MADE HIS WAY INTO A LIFESTYLE THAT WASN'T ANYTHING HE WAS FAMILIAR WITH, AND HE CHOSE TO FOLLOW HIS WIFE INTO A BAD LIFESTYLE, AND OVER A PERIOD OF TIME, THEY ENDED UP GETTING DIVORCED. And this young man came back to church and rededicated himself to the Lord. But instead of staying in the church and staying in what was good, instead he found another young lady he fell in love with who wasn't as wild as the first one but wasn't saved either. And he chose her and he ended up down the same path. And I'm telling you, this young man's life ended up in ruin because he tried to f- serve two masters. He didn't uh, recognize the power of God to save and to keep. He made bad decisions because he didn't recognize the power of God and he kept making bad choices and the choices that he took, took him down a bad lifestyle. And if it wasn't for the grace of God and the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, he would have died in an unsafe state. But God, hallelujah but god brought him back at the last moment and and just hours before he died he called out to god and asked forgiveness from the lord and god saved him and brought him to heaven today but i'm telling you it was a lifetime of bad decisions that caused him to get in that state and god has the power to rescue you from bad decisions you don't have to make bad decisions God has the power to bring you forward into an abundant life if you just listen to the Holy Spirit. Because not only does he have the power to save you. Now, now do you know what you're being saved from? Not you, whoever said me. (laughs) You're being saved from the wrath of God that's going to be poured out upon the whole earth. That's what you're saved from and God saves you from that and he puts you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And there you are in the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of light, and you're reconciled unto God, and you're justified, just as if I'd never sinned. And Jesus has become the perpetuation for your life, and you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. And I'm telling you that once you make that decision, then God has the power to be able to keep you in that decision so that you can serve the Lord your God all the days of your life. Hallelujah. Or you can choose the devil. OR YOU CAN CHOOSE THE DEVIL. YOU CAN CHOOSE THE DEVIL. YOU CAN CHOOSE TO FOLLOW AFTER HIM. YOU CAN CHOOSE TO FOLLOW HIS FOOLISHNESS. YOU CAN CHOOSE TO FOLLOW THE LUST OF THE FLESH. BUT YOU DON'T HAVE TO. YOU DON'T HAVE TO. BECAUSE ONCE I'M SAVED, ONCE I'M SAVED, GOD HAS THE POWER TO SAVE ME. AND ONCE I'M SAVED, GOD HAS THE POWER TO KEEP ME. THE BIBLE SAYS IN FIRST JOHN THAT WHEN I'M SAVED THERE'S A SEED OF GOD THAT'S PUT WITHIN MY SPIRIT MAN. THAT SEED that seed of God. He tells me He tells me to make right decisions. He's my conscience. He's my tuition, intuition. He's the part of my spirit that has communication with God. And whenever I'm saved, that seed is birthed within me. That seed is created. And when that seed is made in me, then he begins to change my life. He begins to change my thought processes. He begins to convict me on things that are wrong. He begins to promote me into things that are good. That seed is continually with me, and I don't have to sin if I'll listen to that seed that God has placed within me, because the Bible says that if you walk in the spirit, you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I said, if you walk in the spirit, you don't have to fulfill the lust of the flesh. You can walk above this world and the foolishness of this world. Hallelujah. Because God has the power, hallelujah, to keep you walking straight. You don't have to go out and be a great testimony of what God saved you out of. You can be a great testimony of what God's brought you through. And I'm going to tell you, it's a lot easier going through than it is to come out of. I said it's a lot easier to go through than it is to come out of. Hallelujah. And God has the ability. And God, most Christians, most Christians lose out with God because they get careless. They start thinking it doesn't matter anymore. Am I hitting anybody? They start thinking, it don't matter if I go to church. Uh, There's nothing in the Bible that says you got to go to church to go to heaven, okay? But if Jesus went to church, and if John went to church, and if Paul went to church, and if Peter went to church, and if if Timothy went to church, and if the Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, then I'm pretty sure you're not on very good theological ground telling me you don't have to go to church. I'm pretty sure that's right. There may not be a scripture in here that says you don't have to go to church, but there's something inside of me called the seed of God that tells me I want to be there. And if I'm careless enough to give God a glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. If I start getting careless and quit listening to that, If I start getting careless and and quit listening to what the Lord is saying, if I start getting careless and thinking that I can just do everything that everybody else does, if I start getting careless and not realizing that I am a peculiar person, that I am a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a peculiar person because the seed of Jesus now lives within me and that seed tells me to press on in the ways of God, that seed tells me not to go here, that seed has communication with God so that I can speak to the creator of the universe. You say can you talk to God I sure can did it this morning for about 30 minutes I can talk to God you bet I can if you're serving the devil you talk to him he says go get drunk and you say that's a good idea who you think you're talking to he says go over here and buy some drugs you say that's a great idea I think we'll You're talking to your God. I can talk to my God. He's given me a seed within me that causes me to have communication. He's given a seed within me that gives me a conscience. He's given me a seed that tells me if you'll just get full of the power of the Holy Ghost, you can live an overcoming lifestyle. I don't have to be blown around by every wave of doctrine and wind of whatever's going on in the world. I don't have to get upset at politics. I don't have to have a party to choose. I don't have to worry about the governments of the world. Why? Because I serve A higher calling. I serve a higher calling. (laughs) By God, you do too. You do too. If you serve God, you're you're walking in a different than everybody else. You're in this world, but you're not of this world. You are an alien. I heard a minister recently preaching. He talked about that he went to the local hamburger place to get some burgers. And uh, while they were cooking his burgers, he was standing there and he was watching the TV. And the TV was reporting, re- this is recently, the TV was reporting about aliens, about them finding aliens and about them hearing things out in the universe and how we're not alone and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and he watched it for a little while and everybody seemed pretty intent on it. So when he got home, he said, you know what? He told his wife, he said, I, I missed the Lord tonight. I really hate that I did, but I missed the Lord tonight. She said, you did? He said, yeah, I sure did. She said, how did you miss the Lord? He said, well, they had this thing on the TV about aliens and people not of this world and, and, and hearing sounds and all this stuff. And, and, and they were wondering where these aliens were from. And he said, the Lord told me, get up on that table and tell them, look at, look at me, look at me. I am the alien you're looking for. I'm not of this world. I am of a different world. I have a different father. I don't come from anybody of this world. I am the alien you're looking for. You're the alien they're looking for. You're not of this world. You're in this world, but you're not of this world. We hear a different voice. We hear a different drum. We read it. We have a different concept. We're not of this world. We're not watching. We're not marching in this world, waiting for World War III and marching unto death. Praise God. I'm waiting for a sound of a trumpet because I'm marching unto life. Glory to God. And whenever that trumpet sounds, my God, that seed that's within me is going home. (laughs) Whoa, I'm going home. And I've got the power of God living within me to cause me to be able to do that. He saved me by the power of God. He's keeping me by the power of God. But if you get careless, you start thinking things don't matter. You start saying, well, it doesn't matter if I read this book. It doesn't matter how much I pray or better than this. Oh, I pray all the time. I pray all the time. But continue living a rough lifestyle. Then all you're doing is causing your mind to go reprobate. The Bible says, unto the pure all things are pure. If you can keep that mind pure, how do we keep our mind pure? Keep your mind pure, then your thoughts are pure. You start letting that mind be unpure. You start thinking, it doesn't matter if I watch a little porn once in a great while. It's no big deal. It doesn't matter if I cuss somebody out once in a while and don't feel bad about it. That's no big deal. It doesn't matter if I sleep around once in a while. God understands. You start thinking like that, you're getting careless. Now, there's mistakes. I know there's mistakes, and God forgives the mistakes. But God gives you power to where you don't make the mistake over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. I said God gives you power to where you don't have to make the same mistake over and over and over and over again because your actions are telling you what's in your heart. Your actions are telling you what's in your heart. And if you don't like your actions, then check the seed of God that's within you. And if that seed is starting to wane because of carelessness, God has the power to renew that seed so that you once again can move forward in the body of Christ and not be blown around by the foolishness of this world. Because when that trumpet sounds, when that trumpet sounds, does somebody sound a trumpet? Oh, I'm out of here. Okay. <laughs> when the trumpet sounds, God's calling that seed home. God's calling that seed home. And if that seed has dissipated and gone from you, you know the 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 ten the five foolish virgins, they they didn't really realize how low they were on oil. They didn't they didn't really realize that they I, I, I know they, they didn't really realize it was going to take that long, and they didn't they didn't really realize that they were getting that low and They didn't really they didn't really realize that they were gonna they, they just they just thought he was gonna come and, and when he didn't come they just they just let the oil go down and they didn't try to keep that oil fresh in their spirit. And what I'm telling you today is that you can let that seed of God that's within you, that you got at salvation, that thing that, that God gave you the courage to be able to come down and receive that seed that was birthed within you, God can make it to where that seed continues to bring you forward in the Lord to where you don't have to to worry about it, to where you don't have to think about it to where reading this book is is exciting and, and praying in the Lord is exciting and being used of God is exciting and witnessing to other people is exciting and coming down and praying people through to the Holy Spirit is exciting and watching the water baptism service is exciting and the things of God are exciting. You can keep that spirit of excitement moving in your soul or you can start letting it wane to it just becomes commonplace and you forget why you did it in the first place but God has the power to keep that spirit fresh and lastly this morning God has the power to call you home God has the power to call you home now that calling I'm planning on hearing the trumpet that's what I'm planning But there's been a lot of people that have planned on things that hadn't happened. We got Martin Roberts down there this morning in the hospice. That's not the way he was planning. Did you hear me? That's not the way he was planning. He confessed to us a thousand times. He was confessing his healing. And we were all planning on watching him one day be healed from Parkinson's right here in an altar. That's what we were expecting. That's what we was praying for. That's what we was hoping for. We weren't planning on going the way that we're going. But I want to tell you this. God's got the power to bring him through this way too. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And should the Lord tarry his coming, we're all going to walk through that valley of the shadow of death. And God has the power to take me through the power of disappointment. God has the power to take me through situations that didn't turn out like I thought they would. God's got the power to bring me home in whatever manner or measure he decides. Some of us may go by the grave. Some of us may go by a a catastrophic event. Some some of us may go by the rapture, the, the sound of a trumpet. I'm not sure how we're going home, but here's what I am sure of. God's got the power to bring me home. 1941, December the 7th, 1941, the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. The greatest attack on American soil that's ever occurred. President Roosevelt declared war on the Japanese nation and on the German nation, and whenever they did, they had the largest one week joining up of the military in United States histories. More men and women went and joined, signed their name and joined the military to go and fight the Japanese and to fight the Germans. More people signed up than any time they've ever had people sign up in the history of this nation. And those guys that signed up in the Marine Corps and the Navy to go over there and fight in the, ja- in the Pacific Theater, they knew one thing. One thing they knew. They weren't coming home till the war for them was over. You hear me? There wasn't no one year and get out. Wasn't no two years and get out. They were there for the duration. And they knew when they signed on the dotted line and raised their hand and said I will, they knew that they weren't coming home till the war for them was over. Whether it was over through an injury, whether it was over through death, or whether it was over through victory over Japan, they knew they weren't coming home till that war was over and they also knew that whenever they signed up, they planned on winning that war. (laughs) They didn't plan on coming home in defeat. They planned on coming home (laughs) with the emperor's head on a stick, if you would. They went over there to destroy their enemy. They went over there to revenge the lives of those who had been destroyed at Pearl Harbor, they went signed up knowing they weren't coming home till it was over and they had full expectation of who the victor was going to be. And so whenever they gave their lives on Tarawa, when they gave their lives on Iwo Jima, when they died at Guadalcanal, when Saipan fell, whenever they marched into Okinawa, when they went into those places, they went in those places with one thought and one thought alone and that is I am going to win this battle because every battle I win takes me one step closer to going home. <laughs> I'm going to win this battle today because every battle I win in the Lord takes me one step closer to going home. Hallelujah. God's got the power to save me to the uttermost so that I can walk streets of gold, so that I can see walls of Jasper, so that I can drink from a crystal river, so that I can visit a mansion that's been prepared for me, so I can worship in the presence of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But most importantly, he's got the power to take me there. You don't have to be blown around by every wind of doctrine. You don't have to be blown around. You don't have to be taken back. You don't have to continually backslide and get resaved. You don't have to continually be dedicating yourself to the Lord because God has the power to save you to the uttermost, whether you're a Jew or whether you're a Greek or whether you're a Protestant or even if you're from southern Louisiana. (laughs) Anybody here from southern Louisiana? (laughs) I am (laughs) through my my grandparents. I'm just saying this morning, don't underestimate the power of God. And also, don't think that God doesn't mean what he says. Because, in closing today, I'm going to tell you that everybody in here, you've heard what the Lord has said today, you've heard what the Lord has done today, you've heard the, the prophecy followed by the confirmation in song. That we all laughed about. But it was a confirmation. You've heard all this. You've seen God move in this house. And if you walk out of here today. And you leave in the same state as you walked in. Then I'm going to tell you. When you walk across that threshold. You're going to make a decision. Then you've made a decision. And if you've made a decision. Not to bring yourself closer to God. Then I'm going to tell you. You've made your decision to bring yourself one step closer to the devil. And you may think it don't matter. You may think it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't, nobody cares. You may think it, it just is, it's just, it's just a thing. It's just a thing. But I want to tell you this there was a lot of people when Noah built the ark that didn't think that ark meant nothing. There was a lot of people that didn't listen to the preaching of an old man for 95 years as he built the boat out in the middle of the desert. There was a lot of people that thought he was crazy and didn't know what he was talking about. There was a lot of people that paid no attention when a door on a ship suddenly shut. There was a lot of people that didn't think it meant anything in the world. Just a crazy old man out there building a boat preaching about some kind of rainfall, some kind of judgment of God, and they went on in their wicked lifestyles and didn't ever care. But I want to tell you something. The rain did fall. And the flood did come. And the only people that were saved were the eight on the ark. Everybody else died because God knows what he's doing. Stand with me this morning if you would. Veronica, could I get you to come back to the piano for just a moment, please? I want to tell you this morning that the power power of God is able to do what God has said he could do. If God's given you a promise, then the power of God is in this house today to complete that promise. If you've got a problem today with with a habit that you can't seem to overcome, I want to tell you today the power of God's in this house to break that habit. I used to say, I used to say that there is no habit, there's no addiction, there's no, nothing in the world that God can't handle at an altar. I used to say that. But I've had to modify that just a little bit. I think 85% of everything that you're going through can be solved at an altar. You may need a little bit of help on the 15. But the reason you're going to need help is because you won't let this power work. Ooh, didn't get too many amens on that. The reason you're going to need help is because you won't let this power work. Because the power of God is able to rescue you from all the works of darkness. All the works of darkness. So this morning, I'm just real quickly, I know it's, it's 1220. It's actually early. It's only 1220. But I want to, as, as Veronica plays this morning, if you need power over an addiction, if you need power to... If you just if you just need to have your your spirit, man, revived. Just have the glory of the Lord fill you this morning. The power of God's here to do that. If you just want to renew a communion with God that you've lost. William recently has been talking about when he gets up in the morning, he just feels the power of the Lord, and he, he spends a lot of his day just reading the word of God and, and praying and weeping and crying and and a communion with God—they're like he's nothing he's ever experienced before, and maybe you had that kind of relationship with God at one time, but today you—you you, you barely have time. And and I know we're busy people, but you barely have time. And I want to tell you, if you want to renew that communion with God, the power of God's in this house to do it today. And that's that's all I want to say. If you would like to have the power of the Lord working in your heart today, if you'd like to move away. From this world and all the lusts of the devil And move closer to an anointing And a power with God Like nothing you've never experienced before Or a renewing of a relationship You know why couples get divorced? The number one reason couples get divorced Is because one of the mates Start thinking the marriage is all about them He just doesn't make me happy anymore She just doesn't make me happy anymore and God didn't, God didn't allow you to get married so you would be happy. That's not the purpose of you getting married, you being happy. The purpose of you getting married is to have somebody to share your life with, to have a companion, to have a friend, to have somebody that you can love, to have somebody you can fight with once in a while. Oh, don't look at me so pious. <laughs> not us, Brother Scott. We're in love. Somebody that you can have a disagreement with once in a while and, and you're not going to go to fist to cuffs with it so nobody fight. God put us together so we can grow together so that I can take the, the strengths of Kathy and I can be a better man because of, of the things that she pours into my life and, and she can take the strengths from me and whatever those are. <laughs> Never mind, bad, bad, bad example. And that's the same with God. When you start thinking God's salvation is just so you can be happy, you're going to lose it. It's not what it's about. It's about having a relationship with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's so that you can take the greatness that that He has and put it into your life to make you better, to clean you up, to, to cause you to be able to walk in victory and power and anointing spirit. So this morning, And if nobody comes, there's no pressure on you. If nobody comes, it's not going to affect me. It's a decision you're going to make, but it's not going to affect me. So this morning, if you say, I need to renew a relationship with God, or I want to experience that power this morning, or whatever is moving in your heart right now, if that's you, then I want to invite you to leave your seat, come and stand down here at the front, and we're going to pray with you this morning that God would ignite something within you this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Anybody else this morning? If you're not exactly where you want to be with God this morning, this is your moment. This is your moment. He loves you. He cares for you. He desires you. I get a couple of you ladies to come down this morning. Anybody else this morning? All right, thank you. Amen. Amen. Could I get a couple of you ladies to come over here this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rest of you, would you lift your hands if nobody else, anybody else this morning? Listen to me real quick. Time is ticking. Click, 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 click. Time is ticking. God is here at this house this morning to do a work in your, in your life today. Right now. And the clock is ticking. It won't stay here forever. If you don't move now, you'll talk yourself plumb out of it. And you'll walk out of that door and you'll be one step closer to wherever you don't want to go rather than one step closer to where you're trying to go. The clock is ticking. There's a countdown going on. And there's no return. You hit a point in this thing where there's no return. The Bible says, God said, I'll not all, my spirit will not always strive with man. There comes a moment in your life that they, it's, it's done. It's done. Your mind is reprobate. You've walked away from God so many times. He, no longer, he still tries to deal with you, but you won't listen because your mind is gone. Your mind is gone. Anybody else this morning? I promise you I'm through. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? Can I get some of you guys to come down here this morning, please? Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Anybody else? He has power to keep you. He has power to save you. He has power to change you. And he has power to bring you home. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody else this morning? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And if you're in your seat, would you lift your hands this way? And would you, if you need to go, God bless you. We'll be back tonight at 6 o'clock if you need to leave. If you're going to stay with us this morning, then lift your hands this way as Veronica leads us this morning. And let's just see God change hearts and lives this morning. Hallelujah.
1: everything there is a season a time under the sun a time for testing see what we'll become this trial will not derail me i'll keep moving on you may not move this mountain i won't walk alone i don't know what tomorrow holds but i believe because i know you have a plan your grace is enough for me i don't have to walk take care of everything, because you also, you also live in me. Sometimes in the struggle, I may fail to see that I serve the great creator of every living thing. Who upholds the world in the palm of your hands? There's nothing you can't fix. You always have a plan. And I don't know what tomorrow holds. But I believe because I know you have a plan your grace is enough for me I don't have to walk alone you're still on your throne you'll take care of everything because you also you also live in me I believe praise you, Lord. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I believe because I know you have a plan. Your grace You also live in me. Sometimes in the struggle, I may fail to see that I serve the great Creator of every living thing, who upholds the world in the. Power there's nothing you can't fix. You always have a plan. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I believe because I know you have a plan. Your grace is in I will praise you, Lord. Because I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I believe because I know that you have a plan. Your grace is enough for me. And I don't have to worry. You'll take care of everything because you also, you also live in me.
0: Hallelujah. Could you stand with me this morning just for a moment? Would you just lift your hands with me this morning and begin to say, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. All power in heaven and earth is given under that name. Hallelujah. Jesus. Come on, speak it with me this morning. Jesus. 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 Jesus, you have the power to heal you have the power to deliver you have the power to save oh jesus 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 hallelujah 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 come on just begin to receive the love of christ this morning receive the love of god this morning Begin to receive the power of the anointing, of the power of God. Begin to receive this morning of him. Come on. Just begin to receive that. Begin to say, God, I desire that power, Lord God. I desire, Lord God, to know you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, hallelujah, 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 Jesus, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, sing, hallelujah, Jesus. And I believe your love,
1: I receive your healing, now with every breath. I will praise you Lord cuz I believe you love I receive your healing now with every breath I will praise I will praise you Lord I believe you love I receive With every breath I will praise you Lord yes I believe in your love and I receive your healing And now with every breath I can praise I can praise you Lord I may know not what tomorrow holds, but I believe because I know you have a plan. Your grace is enough for me. I don't have to walk alone. You're still on your throne, and you'll take care. Cause you also, you also live in me. No, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I believe. Because I know you have a plan, your grace is enough for me. And I don't have to walk alone, cause you're still on your throne, and you'll take care of everything, because you also, you also live in me.
0: Heavenly Father, thank you for your presence in this house today, God. Thank you for the great things that you've done. Thank you for your anointing, your power, and your blessings, God. Now be with us this afternoon. Rest our bodies, Lord God. Bring us back tonight at the appointed hour. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you. Have a good